This episode of the Busted Wide Open podcast is brought to you by Blueberry. Blueberry offers the best media hosting, accurate listening stats, and their all-new PowerPress Deluxe Sites, a no-setup WordPress website for your podcast with all the necessary links to share your show with the world built right in. If you currently produce a podcast and are looking for a better host, or if you're looking to start a new one from scratch, head over to orbitaljigsaw.com slash BWO and sign up for the best media hosting and a PowerPress Deluxe site to get your first month absolutely free. That's orbitaljigsaw.com slash BWO or just use the promo code BWO at checkout for your first month absolutely free. And now, enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the only two-time PWG Battle of Los Angeles champion, King Ricochet, and you are listening to Busted Wide Open Podcast. You're listening to the Busted Wide Open Podcast, dropping the elbow on the hottest topics in sports entertainment and the world of professional wrestling, with your hosts, Nick Howell and Sir Ian Dangerous. Coming to you from the Orbital Jigsaw Network Arena in sunny Southern California. Welcome back to the Busted Wide Open Podcast, our Patreon Mailbag Series, episode number 38. My name is Nick Howell. And I am Sir Ian Dangerous, and that's right, welcome back to the show where you ask us the questions that you want to have answered, open format, anything that you want, but typically it's about wrestling because this is a wrestling show, and of course by you, I mean those of you out there who have signed up for our Patreon, our patrons, our lovely patrons who do keep this show running with their generous contributions. They are the ones who are allowed to ask the questions. And if you want to ask a question, all you have to do is sign up. Everyone gets to listen to us answer them. But if you want to be involved in the actual question asking of this show, then just head on over to patreon.com forward slash BWO and sign up for one of our lovely tiers. And you too can ask us questions on this here show. It's a lot of fun for us to answer them. And hopefully it's a lot of fun for you guys to listen to us answer them. Because uh, the whole process is very entertaining, Nick. Yes, indeed. It certainly is. You guys know where to find all of our stuff. BWOPodcast.com. Make sure you're subscribed here on YouTube. And we've had some difficulty with notifications lately. So if you click the bell, set all, not personalized. Mm. Just a little uh, pro tip there. Listen, YouTube's got some things to fix. The minute they wake up and make live streaming on YouTube, a first-class citizen is going to be a much better day. But I have to shout out before we get too much further down the road. Uh, Esme coming out hot before the show even started with $52. Oh, my soul. In two different super chats. Good Lord. Esme. She's tipping before the show. Ha ha, let's get crazy. You want to get nuts? Let's, let's get, get nuts. That's nuts. She says, I just sold my stock yesterday. Guess what I just did with the money? Bang, bang. You you gave it to Cactus Jack? Maybe. I don't know. Bang, bang. I just all yeah, got bang, the bang, bang, bang. bang. No, thank you very much, Esme. Thank very you sweet so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Enjoy your new shirt as well. Looked good. Uh, she says every time I hear the intro, she thinks of Animal playing drums, drums. Drums. Maybe for ah! one of the shows, I replace Otis with, with animal? animal playing drums. My second favorite Muppet behind Gonzo, so I'm not mad at it. Guys, we got a lot of questions in. Thank you so much for getting these in. I apologize for getting it out last minute today, this morning. <laughs> it was, um, it's been a uh-huh. week. 
Uh-huh. It's uh-huh. been a couple of weeks. So I it slipped my mind. I will do better. Yeah. You have my word. Okay. Uh, re- very, right. very rare slip up there. But but gonna, thank you to everyone who was who was able to manage to get them in despite yes. that. You guys are awesome, and thank you for I, all I of that. I knew you guys would come through. Oh, I yeah. knew it. Thank you guys for for making making it my making me not tell a lie. <laughs> We're gonna kick things off with Mr. Martin Welch from across the pond. He says, "Good day, gentle fellows." Hello, day, sir. Uh, did I get first? You did. You actually mm-hmm. did. You beat Jacob, who is pretty. Pretty proud of his first status most of the time. Does it love? Yeah, usually. He says, I hope you're both doing well. Also, hope all the phenomenal ones are great, too. Would you ever do a show running down big wrestling moments in history? Kind of like something to wrestle with with Bruce, but from the fans' side of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's actually been something that we've talked about before, and it's, um, you know, even as like a, our bonus episodes, which we do at once a month for the patrons, um, that's been something where... It's it's kind of been a part of that before. Doing a regular one um, right now, it's a matter of just finding time to do all the content. And we're given our the rest of our lives, we're kind of maxed out right now between doing the daily news show and the three weekly shows. Um, so as far as doing a whole extra show on it, it might be relegated to bonus the random bonus episodes from time to time. But definitely going back and looking at big moments in wrestling history would be fascinating um and something i would certainly like to do sure same so yeah yes to answer your question i don't know that we have the the level of insider info that mr pritchard has well Um, he was there again i mean but again like that's what makes that show so compelling is you're hearing inside baseball you know well from his perspective and possibly skewed (laughs) take it with a grain of salt but yeah i mean doing it from our perspective and, you know, looking at all the historical information that's out about it, I would, I would love to do that. Yep. I would love to do that. So, Me too. Me too. Maybe we'll so, find a way to, to work it question, into a bonus yes. episode or two uh, in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, Brian asks, hey, guys, no breweries this week. But just for Ian's curiosity, we stopped at Equilibrium for a yes. pickup and then Rushing Duck. I don't know and that a couple one. others to grab a pint and beers to go. Is nice. if If there was a current active wrestler that you'd love to see write an autobiography about their journey, who would it be and why? Thanks for the shows and daily YouTube. It truly is great stuff. Thank you very much, Brian. So who do you want to see write their own autobiography? I'm assuming who already hasn't. Right. Hogan's done one. Rick's done one. Someone who's currently active, you said. Oh. uh, Currently active wrestler to write about their journey. Big Show would be interesting. He's had a hell of a uh, interesting career. Mark Henry as well, also a fascinating guy. Um, going to be on Stone Cold's thing, or he's he's going to be the next guest on the yeah Broken Skull Ranch thing or whatever. That'll be he's got a hell of a to- story to tell if you're not familiar. Yep. Um, I'm trying to think of people that have kind of traveled the world a little bit, haven't just been AJ Styles with WWE. AJ Styles would have a fascinating one. AJ Absolutely. Styles is going to be mine. Bam. AJ Styles. Daniel Bryan would have an amazing one. Uh, Nigel McGuinness would have a great autobiography. Mm. William Regal. Um, Samoa Joe. Um, Finn Balor would all have, they would all have fascinating stories. And uh, Samoa Joe, I'd love to, I'd love to get one of his because that dude has done everything. I think except being in Japan, uh, New Japan specifically. Uh, he's done some crazy shit, that guy. 
Hiroshi Tanahashi. Um, I'll throw out there. Tanahashi would be very interesting. Uh, I actually was just I was doing some research about about him the other night, um, and I found out something that I never knew before, because there used to be a really brutal hazing culture for the young lions in New Japan, and Tanahashi went through it, and then he and uh, Hiroshi Tenzan were actually the two guys that stepped in to stop that culture, or at least minimize it, uh, once they got through and became big stars. They actually teamed up to try to, to break down the bullying culture in the, the dojo. And I didn't know that. As if I didn't respect Tanahashi enough before, the man comes along and tries to squash the bullying culture, the hazing culture in the dojo, where people have actually died. So it's, I mean, if I didn't love Tanahashi before, there's another reason to love him. And another reason I'd be fascinated to know his story. So, yes, agreed with you on, on the Tanahashi. Yeah, I just, the savior of New Japan, frankly, from the late 2000s, mid to late 2000s. Him, Okada, and Nakamura. Yeah. Three of the four pillars of heaven of the new era. So, for sure. But even Okada wasn't until about 20, the 2013 sort of anointment that he got at the cup, right? started in 2011 but yeah you're right like the, the real the real rise of okada was 2013 yeah if yeah, you haven't seen that kevin kelly new video by the way on him telling the story of the new japan cup very timely as it's going on right now uh he put up a new video basically t- recapping what everything that happened in the 2013 new japan cup and it was the beginning of the rise of okada yep. and at the same time bullet club formation with basically finn balor Becoming Prince Devitt. And yeah. all of that is started all at the same time. It, it's one of those lightning in a bottle moments uh, in wrestling history. And I had never really put two and two together on that, but he breaks it down brilliantly. Highly recommend uh, watching that one for you New Japan, New Japan fans. Yeah, I'm going to stick with AJ Styles uh, on mine. I think that dude from New Japan, from TNA and wrestling with Joe and, and Kurt and Daniel Bryan. Uh, Okada, or, you mean? No, AJ Styles. Oh, okay. Because Okada the, was in TNA as well. He was Okato. Like, we had, we, yeah, they, Okato, they that's that. right. Yeah. Yeah. Where it was oh like, my it God, was like, I had forgotten about that. And it was like, it was the most insulting gimmick. Actually, New Japan refused to work with TNA after that because they were so furious about how much they bungled Okada. Because they sent that was, it was like his um, uh, uh, going away on excursion. I just thought so, of another one. Yeah. Who probably will at some point, Cody Rhodes. He's got a ways um, to go before I want his autobiography. Well, I want to. I want to hear what it was like coming up as a. We, he tells us little. You want part one? Uh, I'd like part one of coming up as a kid in the eighties uh, underneath Dusty Rhodes. Mm. The American you Dream. Want, you want his "Have a Nice Day"? You then then you can ha- have Foley is good next and keep going after that. That's yeah, I mean, well, I mean, it, like I said, it's probably not going to happen anytime soon. But going from that kid who was the son of the son of a plumber. Son of a son of a plumber. uh, To be the son of a son of a plumber, right? Right. All of that stuff, all the way up through deciding to bet on yourself uh, amidst a Stardust program (laughs) and then whatever else that they wanted to do and just absolutely go out and prove to everyone else that doubted you. And look, and just, I want to, I want to, I want to hear that whole story start to finish. Um, because I, it's, it's got, there's gotta be some amazing stories in there. Kyle just said Kurt Angle too. And that's, yeah, Kurt would be an amazing, I think he's there, got a couple. There out. is a documentary out there about the 96 Olympics that does feature him quite yeah. a bit. I believe it might be a, it might be an amateur wrestling documentary. J- Jacob, I think you're, you do, you have some background in that. 
I, I can't remember exactly where I saw that, but there is something out there that does a lot of work on Kurt Angle's run up, rise up to the Olympic, uh, the two gold medals. Wasn't he involved in the fox catcher thing as well? Uh, as I don't know if he had that a whole part. scandal. He went. He went there like he knew the guy. I'm not sure. I don't know. Watch I'm the movie sure. Foxcatcher. It's it's terrifying. It's absolutely. You'll never think of Steve Carell the same way ever again. <laughs> you'll never be able to watch The Office the same way. Ain't that the truth? Ain't that the truth? Uh, yeah. Thank you very much, Brian. That's a good question. Uh, next up, speaking of which, Jacob. Hey guys, what are Jacob. some of your favorite movies that include wrestlers, either just as a cameo or starring in them? Uh, oh. my mine is Kevin Nash as the Russian in The Punisher. Uh, and The Rock in The Game Plan. Jesse Ventura in anything. Predator, Running Man, you name it. Jesse Ventura's in the movie. You've got my attention. That's uh, a <laughs> little-known movie that most people overlooked, which I think is absolutely awesome and hilarious, is uh, The Rundown with The Rock and, oh, such a and Stifler. Go away, monkey! It's a, it is an absolute sleeper that most people didn't see, but it is... It's funny. It's brilliant. It's The Rock's kind of timing. Uh, yeah. And, and he's with Stifler. It was his second movie. Go, it was his second movie after, a after second Scorpion King. Yeah. Yep. Um, also, Kevin Nash has had a bunch of great cameos. Like you said, The Russian. But what about uh, – he was in John Wick. He was in yeah. Magic Mike. Kevin Nash has had some uh, – he was uh, he was uh, Super Shredder in, Terminator, in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 with the Vanilla Ice one. Um, also, you know who else has had like a surprisingly good – uh, cameo careers. Nathan Jones. He was in Troy, and he was also in Mad Max: Fury Road. He was the big, burly son of the bad guy. Uh, huh. Nathan Jones actually had more success oh, doing cameos. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he had some good ones. Um, That's what see. it was, Jacob. Thank you. NBC Sports did a documentary. The, the '96 Olympics were mostly overshadowed by the okay, bombing in Atlanta. NBC Sports did a great documentary on uh, on some of that that featured Angle. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, the Freebirds in Highlander. <laughs> can't, can't not oh. shout out. Can't not shout out Batista for Blade Runner and um, Guardians. Blade Runner. Yeah. Um, also, I'm, the uh, the Netflix movie he did with Kamel. Um, I don't know how to pronounce his name properly. I apologize. Kamel Kamali. The in the Pakistani actor that the comedian. Oh, Kamel Nanjani or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're talking about. Um, I got to throw out t- Terry Funk in Roadhouse. Oh, d- oh, Terry dude. Funk in Roadhouse. That's all time right there. That's Roadhouse. Roadhouse is, I have so many, so many good. Got the feels. I, I just, we could talk, we could do an entire episode on Roadhouse. <laughs> just on Roadhouse. Last week it was over the top. This week it's Roadhouse. I come mean, to, wow. come to our show for your, for your eighties action movie fix. Yeah. Thank you very much, There's Jacob. There's a bunch uh, of them. Good question there. Xander, yeah. up next. Uh, hey, guys, Nurse Joy or Officer Jenny? Nurse Joy. Yeah, Nurse Joy. Nurse Joy. Nurse Joy. Nurse Joy. Loving the show. Keep it up. Shang Tsung announces a best-in-the-world tag team tournament on a private island mm. in which the winners win immortality <laughs> or a cheap plastic trophy they can carry around their choice. Mm. Please pick two tag teams from each promotion. Good Lord. WWE, MLW, AEW, Ring of Honor, New Japan. Oh, NWA. good lord! Uh, uh, if you want to remove or add promotions, feel free. Oh, thank you. Okay, oh, thank to you. Enter- Let's keep it to WWE, AEW, uh, New Japan because NWA is kind of 
SOL right now. SOL Ring of Honor. It's been a while since I remember who's in there. And MLW. I have not watched enough to know their tag teams off the top yeah. of my head. They don't uh, current. They don't have to be currently be tagging, but both members need to be alive. I.e., Brothers ah, of Destruction. Who would oh, win? Ooh, oh, that that, makes it that opens it wide up. That opens it wide up. Then. Hmm. Damn. While you're thinking, Esme with five bucks again in the super oh. chat. I have to tip again because Roadhouse. F yeah. Yeah, you damn right. Yeah, you goddamn right. And basically, the whole premise of the movie is just they're mad because somebody wouldn't deliver them liquor. You know. <laughs> You're not going to get movies like the 80s that were so you, simple and brilliant at the same time ever again. He's a PhD black belt philosophy like <laughs> philosophy PhD and he's working as a bouncer in a shitty little roadhouse in Texas. Yes. Come on. It's it's amazing. <laughs> Come on. He gets stabbed and just goes in the hospital and gets sewn up whatever. Doesn't even sell getting stabbed. I just that movie he rips out a man's throat. Patrick Swayze rips out a man's throat because someone put baby in the corner. Different movie. Never mind. All right. All right. We got to do two tag, tag teams, teams for each promotion. Teams. So let's start with WWE. All right. But this is Mortal Kombat. Yeah. All right. Or is it, oh, best in the world tag team tournament? Uh, I wanted this to be like Mortal Kombat. Like they had to fight to the death. Just get all Viking, like the most brutal Viking Raiders tag reassume their war machine ways, dropping the comedy gimmick, <laughs> and go back to raiding. All right, as, as one of the so two. So get New Japan, New Japan War Machine. Yes, New, New Japan in War WWE Machine. Now, well then, I'm gonna I'm gonna take uh, the Killer Elite Squad and reform Lance Archer and Davy Boy Smith Jr. Also as a tag team because they were underrated as hell. This is going to be hard to keep up with. I'm going to start writing all this down. You, I, well, I did WWE. You're jumping over to New Japan. So, okay. Well, you reminded me because you were saying New Japan War Machine. Right. I'm like, oh, wait, Killer Elite Squad was sick. War Machine. All right, so WWE. <laughs> and just so to, just to have them in, I'm also going to take Tanahashi and Ibushi, who are currently the tag champs in New Japan. i got to take them because you get Tanahashi and Ibushi in this tournament, and you're always going to have Tanahashi and Ibushi. That's all time. Well, it's a good thing you. It, it's unfortunate that you already picked Killer Elite Squad. Why? For your new Japan team, because I'm I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick the Tongas. I'm gonna pick Gorillas of Destiny. That, Gorillas of Destiny. All right. Mm -hmm. well, fair enough. Fair enough. All right. <sighs> all New Japan all the time. War Machine, Killer Elite Squad, and Gorillas of Destiny. <laughs> Does everyone have to be active, or is it just alive? He said alive, not oh. necessarily have to be active. Oh, so we, we've got really? our two from New Japan. We need one more from WWE, and we need AEW. AEW is going to be tough to pick. AEW who's, is who's be one tough more to from pick. WWE for you? Uh, oh, you just need one from WWE for me? Yeah, I picked War Raiders, Viking Raiders, War Machine, whatever they're called now. Uh, Team Hell No, Daniel Bryan and Kane. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. That just happened. Nice. All right, AEW. Who you got? You can pick one tag team to send to... Wait, two tag teams from each promotion. Uh, I get you're two picking one, I'm picking one. Oh, right. Okay. Um, uh, how do I not pick the Young Bucks? I mean... Not Lucha Brothers. Lucha Brothers. Lucha would Brothers. They, would they survive on Mortal... Yeah. Well, Lucha Brothers would. Pentagon be breaking some arms, man. Son of a bitch. He was the original finish him on Lucha Underground. He was finishing people. 
After a match, finish them, and he'd break their arm. Of course he's going to do well in Mortal Kombat Shang Tsung Island. Come on now. Because they are just absolute brawlers, I've got to pick FTR. All right. FTR. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. We're going to see those two teams face off at the upcoming Fighter Fest. So that should be there, fun. There you go, Xander. Best in the world tag team tournament on a private island between War Machine, Team Hell No, Killer Elite Squad, Gorillas of Destiny, the Lucha Brothers, and FTR. Holy shit. <laughs> That's a hell of a tournament. Yeah. That, that should just be a two-hour pay-per-view on its own. Who would win? He says, who would win? Ooh. Ooh. Hmm. Run, it, run, it, run it down again. War Machine and Team Hell No. Uh, let's have them face each other at each at the promotion level to see who gets to go to the island, right? Or who gets to go to the finals. And then or, the finals yeah. is a triple threat. Okay, oh, so okay. Team, Hell, Team Hell No and War Machine? Versus War Machine. <laughs> Team Hell No. What? Yeah. Kane and Daniel Bryan are going to take down the Viking experience. Oh, okay. Am I wrong? Chat, tune in. Chat, who's who's winning between War Machine now? Yeah, we're, and we're we're saying, but this is the thing we're talking about. They're from WWE. They haven't been War Machine. I mean, maybe NXT version of Viking Raiders back when they were still kind of War Machine. You, maybe you didn't hear me. I said the Viking Raiders dropped the comedy gimmick and returned to their ways of raiding as right. War Machine. They're still losing to Team Hell No. Wow. Okay. Uh, uh, so far, I've Killer got one Elite, vote with me. Killer Elite Squad versus Gorillas of Destiny from New Japan. Team Who's Hell going no. forward? Uh, Killer Elite Squad. They they beat them all the time. True. Two massive dudes. They there was a few times the Gorillas had their number, but it was mostly Killer Elite Squad. I remember winning a lot. Kyle said Kane sets people on fire and electrocutes people's testicles. <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. Right. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. AEW Lucha Brothers versus FTR. Who's going forward? This one's tough. Ooh, I want to see this flip. tag match. That's a coin flip. Yeah, right? Do um, we put the sort of fantastical, mythical Pentagon Dark, Pentagon Jr. forward, or do we put forward the brawlers? That I mean, uh, don't get put down really. Right now, today, if the two of if the two teams faced off because of booking and kayfabe, I think FTR would win. Agreed. I would want Lucha Brothers to win. Agreed. But I think that realistically, we're gonna have to say FTR. <sighs> yeah. So we got that, uh, so so Killer Elite Squad, FTR, Team Hell No in the finals. Yep. yep. As a triple threat, let's do it as a woof, triple threat final. Woof. 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 I have a hard time not believing Killer Elite Squad would take that, but I think Daniel Bryan's got some wily tricks up his sleeve and would pull out the win for Team Hell No. I'm going to go FTR. <sighs> I think FTR would win in that situation. Man. All right. I like the revival. Oh, I'm Fair sorry. Enough. I'm not allowed to say that anymore. Yeah. Sh 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 F, F the revival. Yes. But, there you uh, go, Xander. Right, there you go. There you go. Uh, let's see. Josh is next. If each of you could star in a remake of a horror movie, what movie would you Ooh. choose? And would you play the hero or the villain? Um, I would be happy to be in a remake of Hellraiser as any of the roles. As the stepfather <laughs> as 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 Pinhead. I would be I would be over the moon to be Pinhead. If you sh I, I've shaved my head before, I look sick. 
So, and I don't mean sick as in like awesome sick. I mean sick as in like sickly, like I've got cancer. Um, so if you just put like the makeup on me with the pins in my head and I can do the voice, you know, whatever. We'll tear your soul up. I can't really do it because I'm on a mic here. All right. Anyway, the point is Pinhead. Pinhead, Pinhead, Pinhead. Or I'd be happy to be Uncle Frank because that's a fun role as hell. Or the stepfather would be fun too because ultimately he becomes Uncle Frank and he gets to play both the dorky stepfather and the evil nefarious Uncle Frank. You could pretty much give me any male role in that movie aside from the dorky boyfriend and I'd be freaking ecstatic. I'd even be the chatterer. I don't care. Hellraiser. Boom. Mm. I even gave you time to think about this here, Nick. I know, and I'm struggling because <laughs> part of me wants to be the Chris character who was the, the, the sort of renegade cop in Resident Evil. Oh, God. That ends up taking it down, but then... Uh. Uh, that's not good enough. Better answer, or we'll tear your soul <laughs> apart. I will be uh, Angus Grimm, the tall man in Phantom. Hey, that's a good one. And I'll let my hair down for it, for the role. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> you're, not really, you're not really a tall man, though. Well, they're stilts and camera tricks, you know. Uh, Esme with $2 in the Super Chat says the stepfather. <laughs> God, Esme. No, 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 That's no. Not brilliant. the movie The Stepfather. The Stepfather in Hellraiser. The oh, character. in Hellraiser. Yeah. But the movie The Stepfather is pretty fantastically awfully awful yeah, it's, and it's great. It's pretty messed up, too. It is. Um, <laughs> hide your kids, hide your wife. The Stepfather's coming through. Did what JB says, I want to be one of those awesome nurses in Silent Hill. Oh. Oh, God, no. Oh, that's so awesome. Who is the that's, big triangle head, pyramid head? Pyramid head. Yeah, it, with the giant awesome. blade. Pyramid head yeah. is awesome. Pure, uh, dude, the, the movie Those, version of Silent Hill, the first one, not the sequel, with Jon Snow in it. The original is one of the most underrated goddamn horror movies. How that movie is so freaking badass, I'll never know. Oh, wait, right, it's because of the French director. Um, that movie's awesome. And Pinhead is, even though he's nothing like what he is in the video game, he's freaking awesome in that movie. He rips someone's skin off with Shh, one spoil pull it. and spoil throws it. it at the heroes. Come on! That's one of the most badass monster things I've ever seen in a horror movie. And that's just in the middle. The ending <sighs> is the epic so on levels of like shit I've never seen in oh. a film before. If you oh. slept on Silent Hill and you haven't seen it yet, please watch it this weekend. I know a lot of people are off this next week heading into the holiday, but put that on your list. Put it in your eye holes if you've not seen Silent Hill yet. It's and it's it, seriously because um, Christoph Gans, the guy who directed it, if you go back and watch, he's one of the guys that came out of the French New Extreme where the French were just doing horror movies in the mid-2000s that were absolutely the most mind-bogglingly effed-up things you could ever possibly see. Um, he did stuff in that genre, but was more like, like kind of out there. He did a movie called Brotherhood of the Wolf, which I also mm. really highly recommend. Yes. Which is just badass and insane. You think it's like a French period piece, but then it becomes about like Native American, uh, a Native American ninja, and there's like a sword made out of a human spine and a giant bad CG werewolf. And it's just, it's bonkers. It's bonkers. So we digress. Yeah. Here we go again <laughs> on movies. 
Yeah. Thanks, Josh. Way to way to trigger us. That, that, that's really good. Uh, next up, Yardi. What's up, man? Uh, guten van, guten van Heren, I think is the way you say. Guten van Heren. Hope everybody's doing great. You just, I'm sure I'm going to get a, a, a post in the Facebook group about how terribly I pronounce that. My apologies in <laughs> advance. Uh, you just woke up as the hardcore legend Mick Foley himself and must perform one of his historical extreme matches. Oh, Which Jesus. one do you choose? <laughs> None of the above. Oh, my God. I don't um, have nothing to do with that life. Yeah. Oh, do I do the one where Vader ripped off my ear between the ropes? Do I do the one where Terry Funk and, and he or in the death match in Japan where he blows up on a pack of C4 uh, and gets third-degree burns on a, a, a quarter of his body. Um, I don't know. They all sound so appealing. Uh, <laughs> barbed wire matches where I get lacerations on my arm. Uh, hell in a cell where I lose two front teeth and get concussed so bad I don't remember to call my wife after the match. Jesus, I don't know. Um... I don't know. You know what? I'll, I'm going to take the easy way out. Mick Foley versus Mick Foley versus Edge at WrestleMania, and all I have to do is get speared through a flaming table. But it's at WrestleMania versus Edge. Hmm. Or the street fight with Triple H because I get I get padding in the ring when I had to get put through the top of the cell. I think I'd want to get thrown off the top of the cell. You're going for Hell in a Cell? Of all of his matches, you're going to do Hell in a Cell. Wait, hang on. It must perform one of his... Oh, the whole match? Oh, shit. Okay, so I'm going to get a tooth stuck up my the nose. The whole match. Tooth in yeah. your nose. Horrible concussion. And at the end of it all, dropped on thumbtacks. Oh, uh, yeah, sure. While concussed with the, the tooth in your nose after being thrown off the top of the cell and falling through the cell with the chair hitting your face. You're going for that one. Possibly one of the most gnarly matches he's ever done. The yeah, closest I mean, he's ever yeah. come to death. Actual death. You're going for that one. Yeah, sure. Why not? Because I love hardcore deathmatch stuff. Sick you know? bastard. If, if I've got to pick a Mick Foley match, you know, everything, when I think of Mick Foley, all it makes me want to do is go watch CZW reruns. Uh, because I, that's the closest we ever got to that level of hardcore really, in uh, in WWE. Maybe the three stages of Hell match with uh, Triple H and Stone Cold, but yeah, I'm... I don't yeah. know, man. I, I maybe, I, I'm a wuss. I'd want to go back and do one of his matches in ECW where he was, like, after the Kane-Dewey thing where he was anti-hardcore yeah. and he, just does, he gets in the ring and does, like, a headlock. <laughs> he does a headlock on Mikey Whipwreck. Or was it Mikey Whipwreck? I think it was Mikey Whipwreck. Oh, no, he was tagging with Mikey Whipwreck. Who do you do a headlock on for 45 minutes? It's just to piss off the crowd. Uh, any, but anyway, that maybe one of those. But he's saying extreme matches. I don't know. I'll, yeah. I'll stick with Edge at WrestleMania. Yeah, I'll, st I'll stick with the Hell in a Cell match with Taker. Um, and really, I just want to go through some light tubes in a table at some point. You know, that, that's that's really just give me some light tubes. I want legendary Bar black belt Francois Pettit to come into the ring and 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 try to save me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, Yardy. Hope you do a great man. Uh, next up, Billy asks, guys and gals. I only have one real question this week. I wanted mm. to see if everyone could give me some good mojo. Mm. I'm in the process of getting a loan to buy a house. I grew up poor and had a rough first few years of adulthood, so being in the position to possibly buy a home is huge. That is Just huge. Just needing some good vibes sent my way. Stay awesome, phenomenal ones. All of the good vibes. All of the good vibes, Billy. Congratulations, man. That is no joke being able to go put some money down and get a house. That is 
fantastic. And a the process of getting it, making an offer, getting it into Holy escrow, crap. getting it appraised, getting it approved, getting negotiating with like all of that sucks. And that's what he's I saying. He's in it. the middle of that. He's in the middle of that process now. Yep. So, so all I, of I, the good mojo. You got it, man. You got this, Billy. So much mojo. Everyone, send Billy some love. Yes. Let's get the man a house. Get her Let's done. Let's get the man a house. Get her done. Yes. Get this man a domicile. Oh, congratulations, Billy. I'm sure it'll Seriously. be fine, man. It's going to go through. You're going to have a blast. Yes. And then you get, All, the, every finger, you get every to live finger the life crossed. of homeowner, which is project after project crossed. and after project. <laughs> right. Always something to do. Yep. There's always something to fix. So, uh, <laughs> But that's half the fun of homeownership. If you're handy, you're going to have a blast. Mm. Oh, thank you very much as well, Billy, for letting us share that moment with you. I appreciate it. Seriously. Um, next up, Kyle. We are in the month in which last year's breakout tournament started and gave us Angel Garza. Yes. Another successful new NXT stars out of the Performance Center. With that in mind, who would you put in this year's tournament and why? And who would you have win to challenge for the NXT title of their choosing? Caveat, if a person has been heavily featured and was in last year's tournament, they cannot be in this year's tournament. Example, Bronson Reed couldn't be in, but Boa could. Hmm. Additionally, people who are currently in their first storylines are also allowed, such as Jake Atlas. Hmm. I feel like we kind of just had a mini version of it, but I mean, ultimately the breakout tournament last year ended up being a cruiserweight and we just had a cruiserweight tournament. So I'm, I'm, it, do we make a bigger one that is for, yeah. that can be for the NXT championship? I'm trying to think of who they have sitting around now that they haven't really utilized. And it would mostly be homegrown talent. They pretty much got everybody who was a name They've got him on TV by this point. Yeah. And I'm trying to think of who was in the last year's tournament. Besides, like, Boa's the only one who doesn't really have anything going on right now. Um, Angel Garza's on the main roster. Swerve Scott is about to challenge for the Cruiserweight Championship. Bronson Reed, as we just said, uh, he's doing stuff right now. Trevor Lee, excuse me, um, uh, Cameron Grimes has got major storylines going on. He's featured every week. Dexter Loomis was in it. He's obviously... Got a big uh, program going on with Undisputed Era right now. Joaquin Wild has got a program going with um, Santos Escobar, who you could argue, you know, just had his breakout moment uh, in the Cruiserweight Championship with the huge swerve, and, and now he's the champion. Like, they strapped that boy real quick. And the only person I can think of who is in it that we can't talk about is Jordan Miles for obvious reasons. Right. The dude's not <laughs> with the company. He broke on out of the company. Um, because they made that shirt that was really, really bad. Um, uh, so Boa would be the only person who still warrants that. I don't know if I know enough of the Performance Center roster outside of everybody that's already active to build a tournament around it. I would have said, um, what's he going by now? Malcolm Bivens. Who would you put in this year's tournament? But Bivens, they yeah. just finally did something. With, they finally did something with Bivens. He's in a storyline now with Indushare, so he's actually now working on something. Um, so I'm trying to think of who actually would be around, who that would be effective for. I feel like that that was done simply because they had so much talent sitting on the sidelines. They had to uh, refill their roster after WWE. The main roster kind of pillaged them a little bit. Um, and I'm even trying to think on the women's side. I mean, almost might be a better idea to do a breakout tournament for the women. 
because you have I feel like they've done a good job of establishing a lot of women who uh, before didn't really have a lot going on. You know, Dakota Kai is, is actually doing something now. Tegan Knox has finally got some traction. Uh, Mia Yim's got some traction. You have some women sitting on the sideline, but I feel like like a Mercedes Martinez is about to go. About, she's about to show up and do stuff. Do stuff. So you don't really have, uh, yeah. And Casey and Caden are finally getting used. Um, so I don't know if either side you have a lot of people really sitting in the back waiting to get a big push. There's not many of them, at least. Everyone who I thought was underutilized is actually being used right now. I wonder if we'll get a May Young Classic this year. God, we should. There's so many women that, like you were saying, like we could we could totally populate a May Young Classic. We just had a cruiserweight tournament. We just had the breakout tournament last summer. So I'm I'm sitting here going, hmm. It's kind of due for a um another May Young Classic. I, yeah, I would quite, love to certainly see have that. enough talent. Enough talent in the NXT women's division. Um yeah. additionally, people who are currently in their first storylines are allowed, such as Jake Atlas. Uh, I, mean, I think we just saw everybody that I would want to highlight yeah. in the cruiserweight tournament, like Jake Atlas. You know, the other problem is here is that in the middle of the pandemic right now, it's it's hard to know who all's where. There's a bunch of people we're not seeing right now because of that. Well, there's that, and they also dumped about what fifty people off the roster with the releases, and then some more recently with hashtag speaking out. So, right. you know, it's what's funny, Kyle, is that I like. And maybe you can think of people that I'm not thinking of to to put in this. I'm and I'm thinking of people actually who are ringside. Um, the people who have been in the in the crowd in the audience because they're technically the PC trainees who aren't quite who aren't quite ready to come up. And I'm thinking about all oh, who all's there. And I'm like Bugenhagen. Bugenhagen, yeah, Boogs might be ready. I've been wanting to see him get his shot for a while. But that's like it. I can't think of like, you know, Baba Tunde's been there for freaking ever. Right. Um, you've got the one guy who's, and I'm, I'm sorry, I don't remember his last name because I can't pronounce it, but the guy who's playing the big ninja, um, over on, on SmackDown. There was a guy I saw in the crowd. I think it was for raw this week. Um, he was behind, it was, it was right next to the ramp and there was a, was it a Caden Carter or a Casey on the front and behind her, there was this, he looked like the mountain from Game of Thrones. Like, he's some <laughs> massive man behind, just on the ramp. I'd I like know, to know who that was. I know who you're talking about. I think he came out during the Greatest Royal Rumble, and I'm forgetting his name, unfortunately, okay. right now. But uh, I know exactly who you're talking about. Like I said, I don't know enough about who's left at the PC, yeah. unfortunately, to to build a proper tournament. I love building tournaments and brackets like that, but I... Without uh, the just, list in front of me of, yeah. of who's in the PC and also us, neither of us having any idea about where they stand in the PC, um, you know, because there's people that were like, oh, they're like, like, like Bugenhagen, where we're like, why isn't he on TV? Yeah. We don't know all the ins and outs of what's going on backstage there. So maybe there's some other reason why they haven't had, they only had it on TV the one or once or twice, I guess it was. So, yeah. Yeah. Sort That's of a long, a, one, long a long non-answer to, to the question. I would be disappointed if we didn't have in the next six to twelve months another May Young Classic in the NXT with as as much female talents in that in the roster right now. That would that would be uh, it would be a missed opportunity for sure. Esme says Kona Reeves. I think they've tried with him a few times. Yeah, I, I don't know. 
I, I don't know that they, I, you know, fool me once, fool me twice kind of thing. You don't think he's the finest? No, I do not. No? Nope. Fine. The best thing they had going was, it was him and EC3, and then they kicked EC3 out and... Yeah, the EC3 thing, yeah. Yeah. Yep. We'll leave it at that. Thank you very much, Kyle. We'll keep Thank that you. one in mind. Uh, the innovator of the mop, Mr. Sean Clark, yeah. is next. What's up, Sean? He says, hey, everyone. Hope you. Uh, hope I find you feeling healthy today, and good luck mm. to you, Bill, as I just read your comment. See, Bill? There you See, go. See, Bill? Here comes from the, mi- Ugh, from the <laughs> moment of positivity, man, the mop man himself. You're getting all the good mojo. Love and blessings your way. And to everyone else, you get what you give in this world. So give love, kindness, and compassion, and they'll find their way back to you. Man, Amen. Uh, Sean. Well said. I, I want to know you. Like, <laughs> I, I just want to I want to hang out with you. Ray of light. Because, and just, you are just this radiating ray of light. Mm, I love it. Every single week, you get me. He says, uh, what's your favorite pay-per-view, past and present? Could be any promotion, so this may be a tough one. Ooh. So ruminate on it a minute. Much Ooh. love, brothers, and all out there. Thank you, Sean. Um, favorite, favorite pay-per-view, pay-per-view ever? 92 Royal Rumble. That's just the first one that popped in my head, and I'm like, man, I'm going to have a hard time beating that one. The problem is the pay-per-view as a whole isn't that great. That The, the, the um, Bushwhackers match versus the Canadiens is... Bruh. It's so long, but my God, that Rumble match is just all time. Um, so I'm gonna throw that out there first. Nick, go ahead. I gotta think some more. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking too gotta, here. I'm gotta, thinking Royal. I'm thinking 2000 Royal. There was a lot of good stuff in 2000. There was a Royal Rumble was really good. Um, Backlash was good. 2000 was a good year. WrestleMania um, X X7, which would have been. 98, I believe. I think. So then it was X8 and then WrestleMania 2K. Yeah. The one I always come back to when somebody asks me this is like, do, what do I rate as the best ever versus which one I enjoyed? Yeah, that's a, exactly. And Let's the go one for enjoyment. That I all, yeah. I mean, enjoyment. It, which one did you enjoy the most? Oh, man. Probably WrestleMania 20. Hmm. Um, if you go back and look at it, that's where you had Goldberg Lesnar. Um, it was also the one where you had um, Benoit, Triple H, and Michaels, um, and, and where you had Eddie and Chris celebrating. Like, if I think about ones that stick out the the most, twenty is definitely one of those. There was um, was it No Way Out. Ninety-eight or ninety-nine or something like that. I just there's yeah, several there's a, of them. Yeah, the no way out was there was a no way out that was really good. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and again, two thousand Royal Rumble was amazing. SummerSlam was amazing. Backlash was amazing. I keep coming back to two thousand. <laughs> like, the Attitude Era was coming to a head in two thousand, and everything was firing on all cylinders. You had six million in ratings. Stone Cold was at his peak. The Rock was at his peak. DX and Triple H were at their peak. Just everything in 2000. Um, SummerSlam 2000, the main event, was a triple threat match between The Rock, Kurt Angle, and Triple H. I, I just... You, we're never going to get that again. What about modern? What about uh, modern, Nick? Uh, easily Daniel Bryan's moment uh, winning Plus the two belts 30. against Evolution. Coming that whole pay-per-view up, was great, yeah. Just yeah, the whole gauntlet thing... 
you know, all the build towards it. We had Occupy Raw with with the Yes Movement and all the, the build for that might be one of the best ever. Yeah, I'm I'm brainstorming. I've got a lot of New Japan ones in the modern era. New Japan has so many good pay-per-views over the last like four years where it's just front to back outstanding. If I can, if it's legal, I mean the last two G ones I'd have to throw in there. Oh, uh, just to, from top to bottom have just been lights out. Um, last year's Dominion sucked, but the two Dominions before that were awesome. Wrestle Kingdom's been on a roll the last few years. Best of Super Juniors last year. Good God. Yeah, man. Here's again. I, I'm I'm looking through lists of pay per views and two fully loaded 2000. Oh, Undertaker versus Undertaker Kurt versus Angle. Kurt Angle. Triple yeah. H versus Jericho in a Last Man Standing match, and The Rock versus Benoit for the title. <laughs> <laughs> Fight me. 2000 might go down as the best year in wrestling. Fight me. Oh, man. I just, especially from a WWE perspective. For, for you, I don't yes. know that they've ever had lightning in a bottle like they did in the year 2000. And I, man, I haven't even touched on the Ring of Honor ones. There's been, there was a bunch of great Ring of Honor pay-per-views. Oh, that's, the, the problem, uh, it's a t- it is a tough one, Sean. You're right. That's a tough one. And there's a lot of rumination. That has Don't to go make on. me pick between all my children. My babies. <laughs> oh, good Lord. Uh, okay, so I'm looking at random lists that will not be named. And I wanted to, I'm just out of curiosity to see what their number one was. Uh-huh. They chose WrestleMania X7. One of the ones I said. So, yep. And it really came down to, it was the Kurt Angle-Chris Benoit match. You had Vince versus Shane, Jericho versus Regal, a hardcore match with Kane, Big Show, and Raven. That's what I remember from that one. Yeah, that was a good one, too. And the TLC match. And the TLC match. Absolutely. TLC 2, as a matter of fact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a really good one. Really, really good one as well. Thank you very much, Sean, especially for, uh, for sending out all the positive vibes constantly week after week, man. Amen. Uh, and again, Billy, go get your house, brother. You got this. Get it. Uh, Marshall, simple question this week. Who is your Mount Rushmore of comedy wrestlers? Ooh. Nice little stipulation twist there. Comedy wrestlers. Thank you guys for everything and be well. Thank you, Marshall. Uh, um, comedy wrestlers, automatically Toriano's got to be on the he's, okay, four, or the top four comedy wrestlers of all time. Toriano automatically on. Just automatically. Probably the greatest comedy wrestler working right now. Santina Morella, I've also got to throw on there as well. Underrated. Yeah, I agree. Very underrated. Um, My I don't gut's know how. saying an Al Snow, but I don't consider him a comedy he's wrestler. He's not really a comedy wrestler. But it was I mean, funny as shit every time he came out. I go, what do we want? Hey! He's a wrestler who did comedy. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, for a while there, you know, there's a lot of wrestlers that went through a comedy phase. Like Mick Foley did a lot of comedy stuff. Um, William Regal did a lot of comedy stuff. You know, even you could argue like Grotto is a comedy wrestler. Yeah. But like his finest moments weren't comedy. Yeah. So, whereas like R Truth, R Truth's also had some serious moments too. But I guess he is kind of mostly a comedy wrestler. I don't know, yeah, man. I'm not going to tough... put him on Mount Rushmore next to Chucky e. T. Though. Chucky e. T. is a brilliant comedy wrestler. 
Um, I would have until until about a week ago. I would have said Joey Ryan, but ooh, can't say him anymore. Oh man, Kyle said Eugene. That's 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 yeah yeah. I that's, could, Eugene has to be in the conversation for sure. Yep. Yeah, for God. sure. The Bushwhackers would be in the conversation. I, I actually, if you had to pick one tag team, I think it would be the Bushwhackers. Yeah. Throw Fandango in the conversation for all the fashion police work. Breezango, yeah. yeah. Breezango, thank you. Yeah, no, I knew what you meant. I got the I got you. I got you. I got you, buddy. The Rock had a bunch of funny shit, but he wasn't a comedy wrestler. So who do we have on there right now? So Tina Morella, Toriano. I'm gonna throw our truth on there. I'm just gonna I'm gonna throw our truth on there. Okay. Um I think by the time he leaves WWE. Uh, and leaves wrestling, he will have achieved that status. He's been he doing kills me every time he's on TV. Yeah, I never, I never not enjoy an R Truth segment. Between uh, the the stuff with Billy, little Billy, um, the stuff that we're doing now <laughs> with the teeth. Is it Stevie that he's calling the character? Who is he? Stevie Ray? No. What's he doing when he when he 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 enters his alter ego with the teeth? The oh, teeth. I don't even want to. I, yeah, I don't even know. Uh, just there's so much stuff that he's done. I'm trying to think of other guys who are fun, like like uh, Gentleman Jervis and Ebesan. Pretty Ricky Taro. That's pretty Ricky. Thank you, Kyle. Pretty, oh, God, <laughs> so bad. Colt Cabana. No more bad than an invisible kid that he was. Hey, never mind. <laughs> never mind. Can we count Colt? the hurricane? The hurricane. Can we count him? Absolutely, you can count Shane Helms. Yeah, absolutely. You know what? That's a good one. Thank you. I, I would I would absolutely put him up. There. And you know what? Honestly, the the same one of the single funniest comedy bits I've ever seen in my life. Like the hardest I've ever laughed at a comedy bit. Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle with the ukulele and the cowboy hat singing "Kumbaya" or uh, uh, Jimmy Crack Corn. Excuse me, singing yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy Crack, Crack Corn is one of the funniest goddamn things I've ever seen. And and Stone Cold at the same time was also. Doing some funny stuff is like some absolutely hilarious funny stuff. Give it one second. Okay. Oh, goodness. Okay. We're coming back. I think we're back. We're back. Okay, good. Sorry. Hello. Dropped out there for a second, guys. Yay. Hello, streaming. Yeah. I was so just saying Kurt Angle. You were saying Kurt Angle. I was saying, yeah. I was saying Kurt Angle had some of the funniest things I've ever seen. He and Stone Cold had some of the funniest stuff I've ever seen. Neither of them you'd consider a comedy wrestler. Like comedy wrestler where they're. Like even to, like Toriano started off serious, but he is a he is a dyed in the wool comedy wrestler. Santina Morella has been serious, is a comedy wrestler. Our truth has been serious. He's a comedy wrestler. Those three guys so far I gotta throw up there. Yep. Who's our fourth? I'm gonna you know what? I think I'm gonna give it to Hurricane. Really? Some of some of my funniest moments, like you had with Kurt Angle, were the backstage stuff that the rock the antics between the rock and Hurricane. And a lot of people have forgotten about that stuff, but go back and find them. Go back and watch them. They're absolutely brilliant. And about we talk Crash about bullying Holly? and stuff like that. Um, what about Crash Holly? Yeah. I, I don't know if I consider him comedy, but yeah, I get it. I ca- yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kyle in the Super Chat, 199. Thank you very much. He says, Drake Maverick slash Rockstar Spud. Yeah. Except the, the whole peeing his pants thing. But he was great back in TNA. That's true. He was. Um, I, don't, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You know what? Excellent. But not on the Mount Rushmore. 
No. Not like all time. Not all time. I think uh, so. You said Toriyanu. Toriyanu, R Truth, Santina Morello. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think of who's yeah, for Shane Helms. Who's for? for? I think I got to go Hurricane. Shane Helms, you're going to go Hurricane for it, huh? I might throw Ryusuke Taguchi. I mean, I it, is, it, is it comedy wrestling or is it just a doofus if we bring up like a James Ellsworth? <laughs> That's a whole different can of worms. You I'm know, not ready it, to open. Is being a doofus I'm not ready funny, to open that right now. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I, I don't know. Was Blue Bobby World the, Order, the Blue Meanie? That could be good. Blue Meanie. BWO. Oh, BWO. <laughs> the, yeah, the reason we can't the reason we can't use the NWO lettering on this show is because of Blue Meanie. Right. Um, yeah, a Blue Meanie might be up there. I don't know about on the Mount Rushmore, but certainly in the conversation. Oh, you know what? Um, Pimpinella Escarlata. Most people only know her from Lucha Underground, but she's been doing that for 30 years. Wow. And long in the tooth now, but has been amazing. Absolutely lights out. Probably one of the best exoticos of all time. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to say Pimpinella. Yeah. Because Pimpy, Pimpy is the shit. Pimpinella is my number four. Nice. Noise. Yeah. I'll take that. Yep. I'll allow it. Uh, I also wanted to go back and kind of redact my moment of positivity really quick, if I can, before we do the last one, because I had forgotten about something. Uh, Chad Gable cut a lights out promo on Twitter mm-hmm. last night. If you guys have not seen that yet, go look at his Twitter. Shorty G might be gone. Fingers crossed. About goddamn time. That is. We're seeing that sort of resurgence. That is the kind of stuff I want to see out of Chad Gable. I want the Olympian back. I want American Alpha. That that Chad Gable in ring tactician. In ring tactician. Yeah. Yes. Hopefully, and hopefully with the infusion of serious wrestlers on SmackDown, Matt Riddle, AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan, Drew Gulak. Like you've got a core of people that can get in that ring. Cesaro and freaking wrestle. Come on, man. Right there, just right there. Just, just take it. So I, I can't not address this as well before we get away from this. Oh one. my God! So right? much address. Uh, so corgis are best. In the chat said hornswoggle. Yep. And I would be lying if I said that one of the funniest moments that I've ever like enjoyed and laughed at was the We LC match between Hornswoggle and El Toro. Probably El Toro. El Torito. On El Torito. Probably the one of the most like on paper. A match that looked so bad, yeah, and then ended up being so goddamn good. I definitely had to throw out some love for that. Yeah, yeah. Got to give an honorable mention to Hornswoggle and, and El Torito for the old, sort the of, old Swoggle. Yeah. yeah, love Swoggle. We have a bumper from him that I haven't formatted yet and used. By the way, really? Wink, wink. Yes. Hey, that's cool. <sighs> oh, yeah. That's All a, right, that was a good one. Take, Go back take and it, watch it, the WLC match and give it a second chance. Uh, All right, come on, Nick, take us home. All right, last but certainly not least, Esme, our booby Esme. champ. Esme. Says, hello, pod puppies. Hello. Hope you both are well. I'm going to keep it short because I'm probably last. <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, just wanted to say I really appreciate how you two all have handled this week. With respect, care, and absolute class. 
A lot of podcasts that shall go nameless disappointed me this week. Not oh, you no, guys. Name, name them. Name them. Uh, yeah, I would. I'm kidding. I'm trying. Nothing I, but ab- nothing but absolute admiration for you fellas. I'm so proud to be a patron. So happy to be part of this community. This week, you guys proved that you are the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be in my book. No hyperbole. Thank you. Asme, thank you very I much. Need, I need but, a minute. <laughs> thank you so much. That is in, so incredibly sweet of you. And uh, I can only say that that we just greatly appreciate that. So Thank you. I, and no, it was, I, it's, I, it's listen, tough I was disappointed as well with some of the uh, commentary that I heard throughout the week. I will not name mm-hmm, them. Mm-hmm. I will not give them airtime. I will not say any of their names. You, they, you guys probably know who they are, but at the same time, uh, we're not here to be shock jocks. We're not here to do any of that stuff, and that's the difference. They are. So that's uh, that's how we'll close that out. Thank you guys for the support on BWA Daily. We've tried. Uh, it's it's uncomfortable and difficult to do that in an objective way, and we hope – it sounds like, if Esme, if your opinion is sort of universal there, it sounds like we're accomplishing that. So um, it, it's tricky. It's, it's hard stuff to talk about and to keep emotion out of it mm. uh, in the right ways. I'll, I'll say it that way. <laughs> but thank you guys very much for being patrons. Thank you guys for constantly sending in your awesome, awesome questions every single week. Uh, we love doing this, this patron mailbag. And it's, it's literally, we talk about it every week. It's one of our favorite things yeah. uh, that, w- that we do every single week. So thank you guys for keeping it going for us. We're about to hit number 40 here in a couple Ooh. of weeks. We're doing it for 40 weeks. Spicy. Almost, almost a full year uh, into uh, the patron mailbag. So thank you guys. Oh, you guys know where all the links are. They're in the description below here on YouTube, BWOPodcast.com, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Make sure you get into the Discord. The New Japan Cup is firing up the second round in a couple of days. Make sure you're doing that. Uh, I want to give a little bit of housekeeping here real quick. Just to let you guys know, I'm going on a little bit of a mini trip next week. Uh, so we won't <gasps> have We won't have a BWO daily for Wednesday, Thursday, Friday of next week. And I'm taking the fourth off. You what? Yeah. You're I'm taking t- the fourth off? I, I, I need a break. So okay. I'm taking taking a little bit of a break here mid-year. Uh, there is rumblings that there might be a special guest appearance by the one and only JB mm. uh, filling in for me rumble, for rumble, rumble, next rumble, Saturday's rumble. show. Uh-huh. TBD, stay tuned, all of those good things. Uh, but we'll keep you guys posted as things go forward and let you know how things are going to work out over the course of the next week. Um, for those of us here in America, enjoy the uh, the week leading up to 4th of July and your 4th of July. But we'll be back on Monday with BWO Daily and then Tuesday with the live stream. So make sure you're subscribed and got your notifications mm. set to all right here at YouTube.com slash Busted Wide Open. My name is Nick Howell. You can find me on Twitter at Data Center Dude. And I am Sir Ian Dangerous. You can find me on Twitter at Sir Ian Dangerous. But my God! Would somebody stop the damn match? This show is part of the Orbital Jigsaw Network. For more episodes, subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher Radio. For details and show notes from each episode, check us out, orbitaljigsaw.com.